I just want y'all to know that I have been sitting here. For, I was the thinker. I was sitting here for like 10 minutes trying to get Ashley to be quiet so we could start recording. And how are you guys today? <laughs> we good. Okay. We good. You know that people are going to hear this, right? <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Sorry. We're good. Uh, welcome to the front porch. Welcome to the front porch. How I'm, is ya? I'm good. Of course, this is Kim and Ashley. Uh, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I'm a, a little day, off but the you know we're today, not y'all. even gonna cut this out. We're gonna keep it because it is because it is reality of what happens around here. You know, sometimes that buttoned up, all nice, and that's not really how it goes. No, it's not. You know, it's kind of like opening up a drawer at somebody's house or going in their house and their kitchen looks great, and you open up the junk drawer. And I have wow. a junk drawer. Do you have a junk drawer? Heck yeah! I, I have... don't think you can be a woman in the South in particular. Well, see, and not have a junk. Me and drawer. Brian have separate junk drawers. But he keeps putting his stuff in my junk drawer. I don't like it. No, my husband thinks the whole house is his junk drawer. (laughs) And I keep buying these little baskets, like at Hobby Lobby and Home Goods and places. I'm like, look, this is your basket. You can put your stuff in this basket. It doesn't go anywhere except for in this basket. Now we have like 25 baskets all over the house because I keep buying them. I do purge them, though, and throw stuff out. He'd be like, what Wait happened? Wait a minute, hold on. Uh-huh. And he's like, what happened? And I'm like, I have no idea. He's going to know now that you're throwing the stuff out. <laughs> Actually, that's mean. He ain't going to know he's throwing that. You know how come? Because he won't listen to this. He won't. Oh, I'm just Because I'm, I'm so, talking. I'm going to have to tell him, Ron, <laughs> Ashley's throwing your things out the Don't door. Don't you dare. <laughs> he so, thinks I throw his socks out, too, by the way. Oh. I don't. I just don't know what happens to him. He, but they, you know, they get lost in the dryer. They do. That's a thing. So when I was when I was very small, maybe it, I was old enough to remember. I guess kids remember stuff at three, four. But I remember it maybe because it was traumatizing to me. My mom would go wash her. Uh, this was back before the world was well before we knew the world was so filthy. Would wash spreads at the laundromat. Oh yes, because they were too big for her washer. Uh-huh. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I remember washing some socks. And then only when we took the clothes out of the dryer, with the sheets and stuff, I was I was really kid, a small kid, so I was I wanted to wash something too. It happened to be my socks. Well, when we took the stuff out, you only have one. one. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> wait a minute. So we passed by there now, and it's no longer there. I think they actually tore the building down that the laundromat used to be in. But I always think, oh, I need to find my socks. You ain't find nothing now, girl. I still been eons ago. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm not that old. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) But let me tell you this. So I recently went to the laundromat because my washer went on the fritz. And before I could get a new, well, actually, we ended up fixing the one that we had because, you know. It was too much to get a new one. No. Well, not not too much in that way. Mr. Fix-It could um, actually get a part and fix it. Cheaper. Cheaper. Was it, when, I, when I say too much to get a new one, you know, since COVID, it has been very oh, yes. hard to get stuff. Now, let me tell you something. I waited 12 weeks for an oven. Yeah. I'm like, okay, an can oven. I even get it? No. Like, you know. I mean, I ordered it, but then I just had to wait forever. <laughs> so I went to the laundromat. Some interesting people watching in the laundromat. Not bad. Just interesting. At 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, because I thought, oh, I'm going to get up get and go. Get up early. And then... When everybody else decides they want to come do their laundry, I'll already be done with mine. So I go in there. First of all, it's expensive to go to the laundromat. It's $5.50 to wash a load of clothes. Oh, wow. Then you got to pay another $3 to dry. I don't think there's a laundromat close to my house. You well. Gotta, you, got, you got to go and get you one of them uh, 
with washboards and a bucket if you want to go. So long story short, really quick, it's expensive to do the the, the, the laundromat. Laundry. So I'm like, uh, we got to get this thing fixed because we can't afford to be doing that all the time. That's a lot. Did four loads. Not to mention it took up two hours of my time. So. <laughs> Well, you could have been doing other stuff if you had your washer at Well, home. I read my book in the car. Oh, okay. I went and sat in the car because, you know, there were children running all over the place. And I love children. But, you know, at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, they got no toys to play with. I'm like, no, no, you got to go. <laughs> so I went and sat in my car. So today, guys, we are talking. Well, no, I'm sorry, not we. Ashley sits down with someone that we all know and love here in Augusta. Um, and that has a lot of, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? She's in, in Augusta everywhere, whether you know that she had a hand in it or not. She is a great influencer on yes. the arts scene in Augusta. This is Brenda Durant. Woo-hoo. She is executive director of the Greater Augusta Arts Council. And she sat down with me for a conversation about Augusta's art scene. And it was pretty cool. It was really cool. So um, they are going to talk about the new festival coming the art city festival yes which is kind of a i don't want to say toned down a mini a mini it's how they describe it they being the arts council a mini arts Arts in the heart heart. which is still going to be great it will same weekend in september always the third weekend in september locking off broad street as we love it that's right so there we talk about that we also talk about a new um addition to the uh, downtown Augusta art scene, which many of you probably have heard about, but the sculpture trail in mm-hmm. downtown Augusta. Um, learned some interesting things about that that I did not know. And we talk about some new things that might be on the horizon and some different different yeah. things that she's got going on. So it was a great conversation with Brenda Durant. So we hope you guys enjoy today's episode. All right, let's get into it. All right. Welcome to Augusta Magazine's Front Porch, a podcast about life in the Garden City and the people that call Augusta home. From restaurants and shopping to healthcare and business, we'll talk about it all. Welcome to the Front Porch. Welcome to the Front Porch, Brenda Durant. Thanks for having me. I love your Front Porch. Thank you so much. It's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'll try not to rock. It's okay. okay. We don't mind it if you do. All right. How are things going in your world? You know, it's so good to be post-pandemic. Yes. And things are going really well. I mean, there's nothing like an overnight throw-up of 10 sculptures downtown and 12 uh, storm drains to make yourself feel like very successful and everything <laughs> is coming up roses. Well, congratulations on that, though. Thank you. And I did say throw up, but I didn't mean throw up like throw up. I meant throw up like throwing it up or I getting it up or overnight success. There you go. Thing. You didn't mean yes, the other. Yes. Okay. No. So I do want to talk about that, though, because that okay. has been an interesting, you know, little development here in our city in recent times. And when I drive down the street, and I have my favorites. I love the one right out here in in the corner of um, 8th and Broad. The maestro? Man- yes, the Maestro. Maestro I has love been that. purchased and will remain in Augusta. Oh, right wow. there. Okay, so wait a minute, though. Back up. So tell me about that. So they're just on loan for yeah. eight, eight? So it's called a sculpture festival. Um, we called it our sculpture trail. Right. And artists around the country, sculptures, 
you know, just like if you have a friend who's an artist, she probably has some canvases leaning against the wall in her house or a studio full of things that she hasn't sold yet. And so sculptors have the same thing, but you can imagine being married to a sculptor and <laughs> say, honey, could you please get some of the sculptures out of the garage? I'd like to pull a Prius in. And so... <laughs> And so um, cities around the country do exactly what we're doing. They put up a temporary sculpture festival, and sculptors lend them. Uh, we're paying our $3,000 to lend us a sculpture for two years. And in Augusta, they're all for sale. Oh, and great. so businesses could buy them. For instance, a, a business that deals with tools could buy the tools on 10th and Broad and put it in front of their business. Or in the case of Maestro, a person can purchase it because, they, as they said, it's so perfectly placed between the two historic theaters. They want it to stay there forever, and so it will. That's awesome. I thought so. Well, good. Yeah. So where did these sculptures, I mean, they're from all over the country? All over the country. I don't know, Millie. I know that the um, the duet, which is the two swans, shiny swans on the Augusta Common at um, Reynolds, mm-hmm. is a Georgia artist. Um, okay. Uh, and so then I do know that the Sun Lion, which again is on the Broad Street side of the Common, came to us from... Maybe New Mexico shipped in a box, but I will assure you there were air holes punched, so the sun lion came breathing and beautifully okay. in a box. Okay. But most everyone delivered them, so um, they came from all over the country, um, but many in the, uh, I guess, southeast or eastern side of the United States. So tell me about the monkeys, though. I just noticed those. Okay. What is that, the corner of 10th or is it That's 11th? That's 11th and broad. and broad, so that yeah. is a pork chop. Leonard Zimmerman put okay. those up, and okay. he has a fascination with both. Sock monkeys and a barrel of monkeys. And so he received a grant and put together that installation, which is, if you haven't seen it yet, when you come downtown to see the sculpture trail, you can stop. We always walk a little half a block extra and uh, take a picture of the monkeys. And um, I just love it. And so the monkeys are actually holding hands, kind of like Barrel of Monkeys Connects, and climbing the side of the building. I love that. So Kim and I went to Farmhouse yesterday, day before yesterday, and we're sitting there and she had said something about the monkeys and I just don't think, have they been there a long time? It's probably been only like four weeks, five weeks. Okay. Because I noticed, I mean, I've always noticed the mural that are not always, but since that's been put there, the James Brown, James Brown and mural right there. Yes. And so we knew that, but then we're sitting there and I was like, Oh, the monkeys. And she's like, that's what I was trying to tell you about the monkeys. And I'm like, those are so cool. And it did remind me of the childhood. It, it really does give such a great feeling to downtown because everywhere you look, you see art now. And I'm given, actually giving a talk to the young professionals of Augusta. And one, the one thing I talk about about public art is not just that it's great it's there, but it's great how many reasons it's great it's there. So a lot of times before a company comes to town, they'll do what we call a windshield tour of the city. They'll just drive through and look around. You know, they sure. won't they won't just look at the industrial site and go home. And so what, what our downtown says right now is that we are creative that our city invests in art, um, and, it, and it creates a great sense of our economic development efforts in, in town, our sense of place. Uh, but also we know by putting the James Brown mural up, um, which we did you know, in the fall of last year, which was COVID, we had a, a very small ribbon cutting and a very masked up crowd attended. But also Laziza's Grill opened at the same, around the same time with outdoor tables, and they are so happy and have told us that people come and look at James Brown. We all turn around, see their umbrellas, and go in and eat. So there's a direct connection between arts and the vibrancy of our downtown for many reasons. Absolutely. And I love that because I have witnessed that before, that, you know, people will stop and they're, they come down here to take pictures in yes. front of the mural. And then they turn around and they're like, oh, 
there's something right there that we can go grab a bite <laughs> to eat. And they've got great tables outside, so you don't have to go inside. Yes. So it is a neat thing for our city. And I'm, I'm very thankful that you know we get to be um, the recipients of that since we work downtown, too. We get to see that yes. all the time. So it's neat to walk outside and see something completely different, mm-hmm. you know, because I felt like we knew the sculpture trail was coming. But then you just go out one day and it's like, oh. Yeah, it's there. It's the overnight success that took two and a half years of negotiating right. contracts to get it all done. Um, the same thing with the storm drains. We did that during Master's Week, had them all installed during Master's Week. So it just looked like when now when you look down, when you're crossing the street or something, you're like, oh, here's another one. Like it's so it's just so fun. And there are those are all over. There's a couple near the municipal building, one from the Gertrude Herbert, and then they're all the way down to Broad Street. So it's a lot of fun. Well, and what I love, too, is we had, um, we've had we had two interns here this summer, and they both had been away. Well, one is here at Augusta University. The other had been away at school and had come back. And then we kind of sent them out to go around, and they were like, this is so cool. Oh, we had no idea. Cool. Well, then not only did they post it, on our social media, because we asked them to do some things. Kim kind of asked them to go out and do a few things. But then they took it and they posted it on their own social media. A whole different crowd. And a whole different crowd. Yep. So I thought that was really cool, because I That's think fun. a lot of people don't really, you know, if you don't come downtown for a show, which a lot of people haven't in the past year and a half. Right. What show? Or so. That's exactly right. But, you know, now they're starting to see, okay, so maybe we still aren't going to a show. But there's a lot that we can still walk around and do outside right. in downtown that is right. safe. And then we did a couple other projects. We put picnic tables on the Augusta Common. That was a project Margaret Woodard with the Downtown Development Authority and I both read, I think in Georgia Trend Magazine, about the, a, a local uh, a Georgia town that, that put up picnic tables so that people could eat, take out and eat downtown and stay downtown while they were eating their takeout food. So we did that in the Common. My Rotary Club chipped in and bought the tables. Um, we had some paint donated. And then uh, five different groups or individuals painted the tables. And it, like I was cutting through the common on Saturday morning, and there was people eating at one of the tables. And I was like, it's working. Like, this is just so fun. You know, you just love when things happen that are supposed to happen. I know. And I like that downtown really is kind of becoming more alive now. I mean, there, there's been a lot of work done over the last mm-hmm. decade, at least that you can see. Yes. But now with like, Edgar's Above Broad and a couple of different things that are keeping people down here outside of the nine to five hours and all the great restaurants. So it's neat to kind of see that we are getting to where we need to be. We are, and we have some fun businesses downtown. I give a a tour of the Sculpture Trail periodically. I've done two, like at 4.30, where we end at 5.30. And twice I've gone into Draft Society with the adult group for beer. And if you haven't eaten at Draft Society, it's the place you go, and you you give them your ID and credit card, and you get a little bracelet, and you can tap before you pour your beer, and you get charged by the ounce. And so I can try a beer that maybe I've never tried before. I tried a sour that I didn't know I was going to like and got a full glass after I tried my ounce. And it's just something different, you know, a different way of not just going to a bar and sitting in a chair, but really getting engaged in the whole process. And so that's a lot of fun. But we also have a, a bakery that makes all, puts alcohol in all their baked goods. Have you been there yet? I have not. I have tried some of their baked goods. I have not gone in, into the bakery yet, but um, gotcha. that's really fun. I mean, that's a fun thing too. And so we have a lot of of interesting businesses downtown. Right we do. Now. And I'm very thankful for that. So like I said, it's a fun place to work, but it's nice to be able to come back, you know, even on the weekend and bring your family and yes. just kind of hang out. Yeah. So what else you got going on? We have this little festival in September. I know it. So <laughs> tell me all about it because I've heard it described as a 
Mini Arts in the Heart. It is. So we're, it's Art City Festival, the Mini Arts in the Heart. And when we were talking about what to do this year, you know, we planned Arts in the Heart up until mid-July last year and had to um, cancel that, which was heartbreaking. And so planning this, again, so no one else, no one has still given us the crystal ball unless you have one that tells you nope. what it's going to be like in advance. And so we're planning a festival for the third weekend in September, not knowing how the vaccination process was going to go, what the mask rules were going to be, what the CDC was going to say about events. So we decided to make it a little bit smaller. So the footprint is the same, the three full blocks of Broad Street and the Augusta Common. We have brought back, so everyone that was juried in for last year's festival, Fine Arts and Craft Show, was brought back this year. We didn't reopen the application because we already had 100 artists who didn't get to sell on Broad Street. Sure. So we just invited them back in, and um, we have about 80 who are coming this year. So the center of Broad Street will be full with a little more spacing. So in the past, our booth has been like this. Booth, booth, space, booth, booth, space. And this year, it will be booth, space, booth, space. So we'll be able to spread. And then we'll have two stages of nonstop entertainment, the global stage and the jazz stage. The jazz has moved to 9th Street for this year. Same beer garden and um, beer on 9th Street. And then no family area and 10 international food booths. And so we decided not to do 20 and kind of back to what you were talking about a minute ago. We knew that downtown had t- taken a giant hit over the past uh, 16 months. And so we have partnered with downtown restaurants to include their menus on our app. So you'll get to see the menus from the 10 international food booths and the restaurants that have said, include me in your festival. And we'll encourage people to take out and eat in the festival site or go into an air-conditioned restaurant and eat if they want to do that. And then some have prepared um, grab-and-go specials. So like Laziza's already signed up. We know that they have a chicken pita wrap that will be there ready to go so people can just go in and grab it and come back out to the festival. So we really want to make sure that we're investing in our downtown and giving back and helping downtown this year. I know that's going to be a big, you know, boost, not just for downtown, but also for just morale around the city, I think, because people look forward to that. And that is, you know, every year for Best of Augusta, Arts in the Hearts wins Best Local Festival. So, and it's easy to see why. So I know that that was a big, you know, blow to you guys and to the vendors that had already signed up to participate, but a necessary decision was made. It was the right decision. And it was the right decision. It was the right decision. But I'm thankful that we're not taking a second hiatus no. Again this year. Can't. No. So outside of it just being smaller, people can expect to see the same things that they've seen in the they past. Can. So there won't there won't I hate to talk about what there's not because there is so much, but there won't be a family stage and a family area and the young artist market. But I just you know, the the executive steering committee felt that the density of that area and the leaning across the table and, and doing crafts with people and the kids selling was probably not right and I still don't I think that's still the right decision you know sure. people are calling saying hey can I come in and do I still think that we're better off um this year without that area so uh, my, you know my feeling coming into the festival was that by September we won't be told what to do we'll be making decisions for ourselves what we're comfortable doing and so we're offering everyone the opportunity to participate to see their friends and neighbors I mean I see people I see once a year at Arts in the Heart right they're always there um, and, and, you know, much, much of Augusta comes to the festival. I mean, it just, it looks like our demographic breakdown of Augusta walks through the gates every year. And sure. so we still want that to happen. Um, 
But I, I do think that if, like, if you and I are walking through the fine arts and craft area and one booth is really crowded, I'll say, Ashley, let's come back later. Right. And we'll go down two more and go into another booth. And I think that's that's where we all will be by the third week of September. I mean, that's really where we are right now. Sure. So from a crowd, sp- you know, um, stance, though, what do you expect? I mean, are we going to limit how many people we have or are we going to? We have not been asked to limit the, the numbers by creating the extra space. I think we've done that job gotcha. by taking um, density out of the festival by what we're already putting in in infrastructure. You know, we've we've made room for the crowds this year. So I think we'll be okay. But I think if from what we've seen at other festivals, it's going to happen in Augusta that people are ready to go out, that they're eager to be at an outdoor event. There is a feeling of fresh air about being right. outdoors that you don't get being indoors. And so I think it's going to be a better year. And I think we're all ready to get back out. Well, festivals. I can't wait. I'm going to tell you because I am ready to return. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, we already have returned to a, a large sense of normalcy, but from an arts perspective and yes. entertainment, we're still kind of holding our breath, I think, in some regards. Yes. So I think this will be a nice, and it always seems that Arts in the Heart is the kickoff of the official arts season here in Augusta anyway. Yes, it does kick it off. And, you know, I'm excited about it. And we do have some local arts groups that are doing previews of their seasons, you know, on our stage. We've kind of reserved Sunday night for a lot of that. And um, and I'm looking forward to that. I have, still have to do the stage schedule, but I know the applications are there. So let me ask you this, though, because I hear a lot of people saying, well, I want to get involved. Are there ways that people could get involved, not just with Arts in the Heart, but with you at the Arts Council? Like, I mean, what are some things that you're looking for from volunteers in the community? Is there things well, they can do? Of course, we are we are recruiting volunteers for the festival right now. And I always find, I mean, we have lots of people that just volunteer alone. Maybe they're new to town and they right. just sign up and they come. God bless them. Amazing. I'm such an introvert that I'm like, oh, my heavens, how do they do it? Um, but also, it's really fun if you have, you know, a best friend or a book club or something. And you volunteer together and you get to work together on a shift. That's how I like to volunteer. I think that's super fun. But we had we have a call for volunteers. We put out in a newsletter if you don't get the Arts Council newsletter, you can sign up on our website, AugustaArts.com. And we had a call recently for um, someone to help us with the restaurant project we're doing. And we've had a volunteer who's gone and talked to every restaurant oh, that's cool. in downtown. And she's been doing that. Um, and then periodically other uh, things come up. We're looking for people to train to give like the sculpture tour. So we are looking for docents to just talk about the sculptures. And I did have someone take the tour last Saturday on Saturday morning. To, to learn, and she was making notes about little anecdotes I told. But with the AutoCast app that we have that uh, you can load onto your phone from any of the sculptures, you hear the artists talk about their sculptures. So you can basically pick the favorite story that affected you. Like a lot, if you don't listen to the artist talk, you don't know that the pink sculpture on the, the common on the Broad Street end is a tribute from the artist to her mother and sister who survived breast cancer. And so the pink is the breast cancer color, the inside of the leaves is shaped like cancer cells, the invasive cancer cells. And then you can decide what the little bead, what the teeny little bead on top of it means to you. I'm not going to go into that. I gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. So people can do their own self-guided kind yes. of art tour, I yes. mean, or sculpture tour. And if you put that app on your phone and yep. take the guided tour, we have a scavenger hunt. And when you finish the scavenger hunt, you can go to Augusta and Company, the CVB office, Destination mm-hmm. Augusta office on Broad Street. And they will give you a special James Brown button. That's cool. Yeah. That is super cool. cool. So what else you got going on this year? (laughs) Anything big that, I mean, any other huge projects that you guys are trying to? 
we are working on a project to put more, um, we were calling them plywood murals, but storefront murals on Broad Street. Mm-hmm. And we have a little bit of teeny funding to get it started. We're looking for more funding to really put, yeah, put boarded up buildings to make them look pretty with murals. So that's a project that we're working on and looking for funded. We've written a lot of grants. We are um, hoping to get an NEA grant. That's the National Endowment for the Arts. We're writing that one now. They had money available for organizations like ours, arts councils, to give money out to local organizations that had a tough um, year. And so we're hoping to get that grant, which would be able to grant out uh, to other at-need arts organizations in town. So we're hoping for that. We also want to do more. I mean, we want more of everything. So, sure. you know, we'll, we'll, the murals will be up till December of 22. They'll come down. We'll put up, I mean, the sculptures will put up 10 more. Um, that's already funded. We are hoping to sell a few more sculptures so they don't have to stay on Broad Street. They can go in front of your business. Um, so we're working on that. Um, i trying to think about else. I mean, my life isn't always like all singing, all dancing. I mean, today I was working on getting more... <laughs> getting more um data downtown during the festival because in 2019 we oh. crashed we crashed all the cell towers oh, that's right i do remember that yeah so part of my sexy job is like meeting and trying to get more data that's power, right to know, make sure that we yeah yeah because that has been an issue in the past i do remember that yeah so we're downtown you can't get a signal because everyone pulls out their phone right. everyone's on their app everyone's texting instagram meet me here you know? and yeah and so it was like whoo so we'll, we're, I was working on that today. That's part of my... Isn't that funny? People time. do think, especially, and I get it too, that, you know, your jobs are all glitz and glamour. And it's always yeah. fun. And yeah, it's like, like ordering no. the grease mats, getting right. data. It's like, you know, all that stuff. What'd you do today, dear? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. That's right. I mean, you know, it's yeah. not always, like you said, singing and dancing. Yeah. But it's, so. it's all good. I mean, we're researching speakers for our um, Arts Day luncheon in November. So we may be bringing in a national speaker to talk about arts and economic development and what arts means to a community and and then someone from a Georgia city that has a strong Roswell, Georgia, that has a strong arts commitment to have them talk about their city. So we're working on that right now. Wet Paint Party will be live again this year at Sacred Heart. I think that's the last Saturday in February. So that's, you know, just thinking about that. Though it was fun um, last year, the the virtual was hysterical, and we had a great time doing that. And um, that's always a fun party to go to. That's that's a really fun. It party. is, yeah. And we think our theme is going to be um, something similar to like the old masters, which is not to, anything to do with golf, but with like famous paintings coming to life. Oh, cool! Yeah. So we we're, we're thinking somehow we have to phrase it so you guys can wordsmith that for me if you want to play with that a little bit. Okay, that might that. be fun. Yeah, and then. Um, well, I was going to think of something else we were doing. Oh, so we had our first, we have a series of four events planned. The first one we called a private view, an afternoon of art, mimosas, and conversation. And we did it at River Island Community Center. And we had four artists. Lily Morris got the artist. And we had music. And it was, that center alone is gorgeous. You know, the clubhouse oh, yes. there. Like stepping out. You're like, you're like it where is. am I? That's right. It you was, don't even think you're here in Augusta. Have it's I driven beautiful. two hours right here? Like, it was so crazy. So we want to do three more of those this year. So we're looking for three and then... One will be wet paint. That would be the winter one. So we're looking for one for fall and one for spring. So it would be always the same pattern, like a, an artist, a talk, um, a drink. Okay. And a pretty place. There you go. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. I think so. It has everything I want. There you go. Yeah. A little dark chocolate and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have the Arts um, Awards winners, which I know you've already had the Yes. Luncheon, and that will come out in your... But that comes out in the magazine. I'm and excited about that. August, September, Good. so to be, I don't know exactly when this 
podcast is going to air, but probably in the next two next week to two weeks. So that'll be good. So good. if you haven't gotten a copy of Augusta Magazine, you need to make sure to pick up the August September issue because it is the arts issue. And we do little profile highlights on each of the winners. And then also we give had great that. winners this year. You did have great winners this year. It was great. It was really a good group this year. I'm excited. And it looks like they had a lot of fun. They did have a lot of fun, and, and they're so honored. I mean, they're honored to be asked, and they're so excited when they get their Augusta magazine. I mean, I see, I their, love it. I see their posts, and it's like, you know, Mama, look look at me. Well, I will tell you that we have um, – the cover is really cool this year yeah. of Augusta magazine. I think it's going to be different um, – anything that I think we've done, honestly, we always try to go with a concept cover yes. typically for arts. Um, but this year we, we have a local, um, painter on the cover. All right. So, and a feature on him and I don't mind telling you guys it's Ed Rice. So that's um, what I think that's what I want for my next private view. I think that would be fabulous. Yes. Um, it I was really interesting to learn more about him. Um, things that I didn't know. And so we're really excited about that. So yeah, it's, it, it will look different than anything else. I hope everybody likes it, but if you don't, well, it's not for everybody. I mean, you know, everybody has a different perspective on art. So since we're sitting on the porch, I'm going to tell you a fun porch. Okay. Tell me. So, um, my husband's name is Ed, but I am not married to Ed Rice, (laughs) but we're all about the same age. And Ed said that one day he knocked on a girl's door that he was maybe interested in dating. And she said, who's there? And he said, Ed. And she threw the door open and her, she looked so sad. And she said, Oh, I thought you were Ed Durant. (laughs) (laughs) And he, he's only told me that story like so many times over the past, you know, 40 years, but that is too funny. It's really funny. But Ed Rice, he's a humble guy. I love him. No, he's great. And so we were very honored um, that he allowed us to feature him in the magazine and to put a piece of his art on the cover. So great. Yeah. So, So, okay, Brenda. So we ask everybody that stops by the front porch, a couple of questions. I haven't answered them yet by mistake. No, you have not. Okay. Let's hear them. (laughs) Okay. So what are you reading right now? Okay, I am reading um, a book by Karen White. I think her name is Karen White. Yes. And it's, um, I don't remember the name, but it's a book about a woman who got divorced and moved into a a cottage behind a woman's farmhouse. And she's... It's not the house on Trad Street, is no, it? I no, read, I read you all read those. those. Okay. I read all those. And I love those books. Yes. And she told me, because I, I went to a book signing, and she said, I couldn't read Christmas on Trad Street until I read all the others. And I am very obedient, very good Catholic girl. And so I read <laughs> all the other Trad Street books, and then I read that. And it was, it's, that's great. And so it's a, it's a very peaceful book. I have things that I do when I'm stressed and things I do when I'm not stressed. Like yes. right now, I'm listening to a 50s channel on Sirius. And okay. reading a Karen White book about a divorcee with two children who moved into a house behind a farmhouse. And um, it's very like, take a chill pill. That's Because cool. that's what I need. Festival time for me is I had to listen to the country music station or like the 50 station. Okay. So now we know you're listening to the 50 station. That's what I'm listening to. That and Joni Mitchell Blue album because I think it's the 50th anniversary. So I'm playing that a lot on, on like Spotify. Whenever I have a thing that will play music for me, I have it play that. Okay. But every day I listen to the song Africa by Toto. Do you? Every single day. I play it once a day. How long have you, I mean, is this like an ongoing thing? Two or years. Is it... Two years. Okay. 
I have a friend, Leah Smith, who plays in a local band, and I love her mm -hmm. music and her band. And she mentioned one time on Facebook that you can't not dance when you listen to Africa. And that is true. so I thought, what song is that? And so I played it, and I knew that song. Right. And I play it every single day. And then I played it one day because my, and my grandson was over. And he had learned it in chorus that year, so he sang it. And it was just so funny to have this eight-year-old singing my favorite song. So do you have a dance party when you listen to it? No, I can listen to it without dancing. Okay. Uh, but I kind of probably move in this in my desk chair a little bit. Sometimes I play it at home. Um, if it's going to be a really tough day, I play Happy too. I know I'm a simpleton. Oh, no. But like, I do play Happy by, you know, Pharrell. And I get that. So yeah. I do t um, Africa every single day and Happy on days I really need it. That is so cool. Yeah. Okay, so if you're having a cocktail on the front porch, yes. what is it? It's a martini. Okay. A martini, which is basically I call an olive salad with vodka dressing because it's an olive with vodka poured over it. Like you don't have there to even go. whisper. Do we like dirt, a dirty one? Sometimes I go slightly dirty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I like mine kind of filthy, <laughs> but I love a martini too. I can do so, that. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. That's good. Okay. And the final question would be, okay. if you could sit on the front porch and have a conversation with anybody... Living or deceased, who and why? Oh, there's so many people. Like I don't know that. Um, am I having a cocktail with this person, or I'm just sitting? You could, with them? but you just can have a conversation with them too. I actually have always really felt like um, Lucy Craftlaney would be someone that I would love to talk to. Like I just think she was the feistiest, most determined woman, and I just I love that about her. I have a giant that is crush so cool. on Lyle Lovett. Like I just Oh but I okay. had a quick chat with him one time when yes. he came for Westabu for the first first year and I was, you know, on the VIP line and I kind of shook his hand and probably got like all like weak kneed. And my husband said, <laughs> She is such a crush on you and if the bus pulls out and she's missing, I'm gonna be chasing it and he said, It ain't all that good. So <gasps> um, so he might not come talk with me. Okay, you know? yeah. Uh -huh. So I don't know about Lyle. But <laughs> But, I love it. but Lucy Lanny, I would really love to 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 have a heart to heart. Well, just hear her story because it, I mean, she got on a train and like went up north like Chicago and raised money for the school and stuff. Like it's just when I think of people doing stuff like that, like it's quite amazing. So when I think about that, you know, I never really. There's a lot of people that have popped into my head, but she honestly has not been one of them. But when I think about women like her yes the stuff that they had to endure and i'm not saying that women these days can't be just as inspirational but when you think about it we have so many more resources at our disposal to do things i mean they didn't have those kind of resources no. and i mean they really and to just get on a train and go and raise money and to be a, a black right. woman at that time and i mean but what I gumption i don't think people always realize that you don't, like, I call certain things that people do the shoot an arrow in the air theory. Like, I'm just going to say this on Facebook, shoot the arrow in the air, and where it lands, I know not where. And, like, but they're not taking any responsibility for it. Right. So I think a lot of times we forget that if you have a great idea, it's your great idea, and that you need to put some muscle in this and make it happen. And I tell the, a lot of times I'll tell the leadership class about Pat Knox, who read that, Sacred Heart was going to be torn down and that they were going to extend the Calhoun Expressway over that empty lot. And she turned to her husband, Peter, and she said, Peter, you cannot make this, let this happen. And that's why we have Sacred Heart Cultural Center where the building was saved. And it's a place where 
so many arts groups are there and weddings are going on and it's such a place of celebration and and Sacred Heart just had three kitties and so it's I saw that I, I saw your post it's just it's a kitty mommy too and but like Pat didn't just say to someone like someone needs to save it she turned to the person who actually could her husband and said Peter like can you help them and made it happen so like I think we need to take some responsibility for our great ideas you know it's funny you say that because I think that that sounds like a really good issue for Augusta Magazine. Great ideas. When, yes, but also influential women past and present. Yes. That are Augusta, right. you know, natives or at least have called Augusta home for a length of, of yeah. period of time. Because there's a lot of women in Augusta in the past and in the present that have done so many things that people just yes. don't know about. I had to give a talk for the Museum of History, which you can listen to the podcast on the Museum of History website. And it, it was about women, women artists in Augusta. And I really focused on people that I knew who have influenced me in my life here in town. But two women that I mentioned in the very beginning were Gertrude Herbert's mother, who donated the Gertrude Herbert um, house um, as an art center in Augusta. And that was in the 30s. And Emily Remington, who just died last summer at age 104. She was in yes. a nursing home in Charleston mm-hmm. at Frankie by Seaside, I think it's called. My brother actually works there and met Emily Remington. But when she was having her brief stint here in Augusta in, I think, the 50s, she started both both the Augusta Coral Society and the Augusta branch of the um, Guild of Organists. And so that's one woman who left a mark that we still are celebrating and still carrying on her legacy here in town, even though she left pretty shortly after. So, yes, I think a, a story on women women who made I a difference so in too. town would be great. That's a good idea. So, thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm glad you could stop by and chat with us. Head me over to the porch anytime, darling. Absolutely. And we look forward to seeing everybody, hopefully, at the... Art City, City Festival. Festival. All one word. That's yes. right. September the 17th through the 19th in downtown Augusta. Thank you. You're and, welcome. And we're all going to read our August and September yes, issue. Yes, we are. Next. That's right. Thanks, Brenda. <laughs> Thank you. Ashley. See ya. Bye. Bye.